Welcome to the XY Advisor podcast. To join a global community of financial advisors sharing and learning with one another to drive the positive evolution of financial advice, head to xyadvisor.com. G'day, g'day, how's it going? What do you know? Strike the light, Clayton here from XY Advisor and uh, getting the chance to speak with Freya from, I assume, did you say you're in Bali at the moment? I'm in Thailand. Thailand, Thailand. And, Normally and just, I'm in Bali, yeah. Do you spend most of your time overseas? Like are you um, internationally based these days, would you say? I would say that, yes. I come back to Australia for like, you know, if I've got some kind of a um, obligation, but I generally spend my time in Bali or Thailand. Awesome. Yeah, that, that sounds like a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, so the, the reason why I, I reached out to you to have this podcast is because I saw that you'd done um, work as a financial planner for like sort of a decent amount of time. And then I was reading some of your work and it was like really not financial planning focused, if that's the right way to put it. It was really sort of <laughs> lifestyle focused um, and then I reached out to you and you said, yeah, you're no longer a, a licensed financial planner, but you're doing um, sort of a mixture between, well, I mean, you, you can explain it a lot better than myself, but from the outside in, you're sort of, you're taking on a much more holistic uh, look at someone's life. You're not just handling their money, but you're sort of handling um, other aspects of their life. Is that accurate? Yeah, correct. And I love that you don't really know like how to um, speak to that because neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always interested like, yeah, what do you think I do? Maybe, <laughs> maybe you'll have like the elevator pitch that I can use for myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of, um, it's, in a lot of ways, it's sort of the, it's the more mature version, I would say, of because I wrote a book once called um, Fund Your Ideal Lifestyle. And in there, I sort of talk about how money choices are life choices and life choices are money choices. And uh, they're sort of both inextricably linked. And to sort of handle one without the other doesn't make a lot of sense. But then you've got, you know, this traditional financial planning. And, and I do think it is really valuable for the right person. Um, I, the way that I kind of look at it is you've got sort of 50% of the population who don't want help and then 50% of the population that do. And then out of that 50%, it's probably split in half again from those who can afford it and who can't afford it. And then probably out of that remaining 25%, probably only half of them are, are more interested in the numbers and sense and, and sort of the more rational side. And probably the other half are these people who connect more on a emotional and, uh, and sort of lifestyle side. And yet the entire industry has been really only directed towards that rational side, which is really where you get that sort of 10, 12% of people being advised. So when I see people like you doing stuff, it, it does blow my mind because in a lot of ways, you're the almost like the mythical, you know, unlicensed money coach, right? You're, you're, the, right. You're, the, you're the one that, that a lot of advisors, especially, you know, like the more traditional advisors, which I have a lot of respect for, but you know, they, they sort of discard it and they don't really consider it. Mm -hmm. um, but look here at, at XY, we, we want to 
interview the whole gambit. So when I saw <laughs> what you were doing what you were doing, I knew I had to speak to you. So could you please talk to us about like your previous financial planning experience and then how you got into doing what you're doing now? Yeah. All right. So, and I just want to make one point here. You say like 50% want advice, 50% don't want advice. And I would even say 100% need advice. Even financial advisors need advice. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> you know, um, and yeah, I'm, I, have, I, have a big, um, I have a big amount of respect for financial advisors, a huge amount of respect. Um, I just knew that wasn't for me. <laughs> So, and the other thing, you know, the one thing I don't have respect for is, um, is people who give advice, advisors who give advice, and they're not taking that advice themselves. So, I, I'm a firm believer in like, whatever you're selling, it doesn't matter what it is, it doesn't matter if it's a refrigerator, it doesn't matter if it's a, a lifestyle, like, if you've got to be in integrity. You've got to be doing that yourself. Like if you're recommending clients invest in investment portfolios that you're not investing in, to me, I was like, that is really out of line. And that was probably one of the areas in the industry that really kind of grinded me was, um, you know, I worked, I also worked for CIE. I don't know if you remember them, but we, they ran big wealth management events and events for the CIOs of the super funds. And I was the investment analyst. I would be. I would write the financial agendas um, and work with the fund managers on, you know, the on the education for these events. So I was like very heavy into the investment side of things, and um, I just saw a lot of the fund managers, you know, and the advisors. They were selling something that they weren't so sure on themselves. And I mean, yes, how can we be sure of what's going to happen in the market? We don't know. Like, we just don't know. So it's okay not to be sure of that, um, but to own that you're not sure of that. And that's kind of where I came in and I was like, you know, I just want to educate people. And so they can manage their money themselves or they know what questions to ask a financial advisor. Um, also, they can find one that's aligned to them to manage their money. And I was like, how do I manage my money? Well, I, I do passive investing. I invest in ETFs and then sometimes the fun, like right now I'm having a, I, can I swear? Or Go for it. Okay. Go for it. Right now I'm having a fucking blast. I'm like <laughs> buying, I'm like buying this, buying that. So like, but generally, you know, I'm a passive investor. I invest every month consistently in ETFs and, um, and, but yeah, and sometimes I'll go active for fun. And I was like, you know, I don't invest my money the same way that where Wealth Enhancers was different, but the other firms that I'd worked for beforehand, you know, very active investment focused. Um, we were doing, we were using hedge funds. We were using quite complex strategies. None of us were investing our money that way. Right. <laughs> you know, like we were recommending clients to, and that was also, there was some kind of fear there of like, if we invest our clients' money in a simple way, like an ETF, what are they going to pay us for? How can we show them value? So there was also this fear mentality I felt like underneath. Of course, everybody wants to do a great job for their clients. Of course they do. You know, we're like 99.9% .9 of us are great human beings and we want to be of value. We want to be of purpose. And this is so important to us. So we're actually, we want to do a great job. But how do we do that? 
And it's kind of this, this gray area of like, I don't know, because I don't know what the market's going to do. I don't know how I can be of value so I can get ongoing fees for my clients. I need to support the business. I've got staff to pay. So I can't just be running seminars on how to build your investment portfolio and get and uh, tell people how to do it themselves because then what are they going to pay me for? Totally. And this, I mean, you know, this is just, this is kind of what I saw in the industry. So, um, and I wanted to work with younger people. I knew that for sure. Um, I could see how much you could shape your life if you, you could do it anytime. You don't need to be young. You can be 50 and you can change your whole life. But it tends to be like when you're younger, in your 20s, 30s, even 40s, you kind of have more, you're more malleable. You can, you're, you're more open. You know, you see things, you see the potential more than the problem. Maybe not right now, but <laughs> in general. And um, so I knew I wanted to work with people who were like me, I guess. And I didn't see a way for, for me to do that in the financial advice industry. I didn't see a way to charge for it. I also saw like the licenses were really expensive if I wanted to go out and do my own thing. Um, I knew that I didn't want to boss. I hate going to meetings. I hate being told what to do. I, for 10 years of my life when I worked in finance and before that, you know, I had a job since I was 14. I always was like, I should be a good person. I should be, I should do what I'm told. I should be kind. And I just hated it. I just didn't <laughs> want to do it. You know, I didn't want to do it that way. So I know now that like, okay, you know, this is an opportunity for me to trust myself and to just create something that I, that I needed, that I wanted. And to work with people like me. Um, so that's kind of how it was born. It was more, it was just born out of a negating of what I didn't want to do. <laughs> and naturally it just turned into me just sharing, you know, the knowledge that I've had. So I do um, investment education. I've got a program on investment, um, but it's very, you know, and it's educating people about cycles, the cycles in the market. Like these are different ways to invest, active or passive. This is how I do things. This is the, these are the platforms that I use. Um, and it's very like no advice. It's more like, this is how I do it. You can do it how you want to do it. But this is the information that I've learned over the last 10 years. This is what I think is beneficial. This is, I even give them the stuff that I don't think is beneficial. <laughs> and they, I don't think it is, but it's up, you know, no one knows. Um, but actually what has been kind of turned into uh, more of the, my, I guess my bread and butter, you call it is, is mindset work and um, manifestation and creating the kind of life you want to live. Like we all want money. We all want more money, right? And what is it that more money gives us? For most people, well, for me, it's freedom. And for most people I generally attract, it's freedom as well. So how can we create freedom in, in, in other areas of our life as well? Because we don't need to have this trade-off, you know, even as a financial advisor, like it's like, okay, well, I can earn an income and, you know, have a few hours of uh, the weekend free and a few hours in the evening and um, that's the way it is. Or I could not earn an income, you know, online or I can go and live in Bali or Thailand for a few years and I'll have freedom but I won't have any money. Yeah. And what I'm telling people is you can have both. It doesn't need to be a choice between one or the other. For if it's not like, oh, Clayton, 
let me ask you, do you prefer um, pizza or pasta? Yeah, well, pizza. Pizza. Great. Now you can't have pasta for the rest of your life because you've chosen pizza. I mean, that's not how it. it works, right? <laughs> totally. <laughs> you can have both. You can sit down and eat the pizza and the pasta in the same meal if you want to, you know? <laughs> like we have these these ideas of what we can and can't have based on our upbringing, you know, our, the way our parents work is very different. The opportunities now that are, anything is possible. Like I've created my own job. Like I can't even tell you, like we said, I can't even tell you what I, what it is exactly. I don't really know, but it's, I've, I've created it myself because I'm one of the the pizza and the pasta that's cool yeah. that's a good analogy yeah um so you said you do a lot of work with mindset um so what is your service offering then is it is it like a work with me on a monthly basis for an unlimited amount of time or is it come to a 10-week retreat and we go through things in depth or like how are you handling this yeah sure so i have job everything Everything's on the fly. <laughs> I, work, I work with private clients who we do like a six-month contract together. And then I do private coaching with them and then support them throughout the, whenever they need. So they'll send me a voice note or an email. You know, they might be like, oh, it might be about their relationship. It might be about their business. It might be about their finances. It could be about anything really. And that I'm there as like a soundboard, like steady. I've got your freedom. I know your vision. I'm holding strong. I see that for you. Um, so I work with clients, private clients this way. And then I also offer programs and my programs are very ad hoc. Like I don't do a plan six months in advance about what I'm going to run. I just, whatever comes through, like a few weeks ago, I decided to do one on reprogramming and um, working through all of this stuff to teach other people how they can reprogram their patterns and their beliefs, how they can create habits that are sustainable, how they can pretty much shape their whole life. Um, and that just, came, that just came through me. And so I'm launching that um, on the 27th, I think, 27th. Yeah. Yeah, right. And, and um, that's, yeah, see, okay, that makes a lot of sense. You have ongoing private clients and then you'll do uh, intensives as well. That's, I mean, right. that sounds, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, do you do any formal training before you went into this sort of stuff or is it mm -hmm. just your life experience or, or how are you tackling it? Yeah, great question. And this is like one of the things that comes up so often when I work with anybody, they'll say, I don't have the experience. I don't have the knowledge. I don't know enough. And even as financial advisors, right? How often do how often do we feel that? You know, it doesn't matter how many years of experience you've had, doesn't matter how much how many different degrees you have, you still are sitting there in a room in a conference and you're like, shit, am I the only one here that doesn't like understand all of this? Hmm. Like, you know, and and other people seem like they know everything and they, they have it all sorted out. But the truth is nobody knows. Like when I really started to work with people like in the, in the um, wealth management event space, education space, I realized nobody knows. Nobody knows anything. <laughs> They're all just guessing. They're all making educated guesses. And so to remind people that you don't need to like, 
you're already whole as you are. You already have something to bring to the world as you are. And you don't need to get information from other sources. You have a whole well of wisdom inside of you. And if you can allow yourself to access that, then there's no stopping you. I think what happens is people feel like they look at someone else and let's say it's a, let's say I'm looking at Tony Robbins and I'm like, wow, okay, well, I better go and do some um, courses. I better like, you know, do like five, 10 years, get five, 10 years of experience. Maybe I'll give away free coaching. Um, the thing is, if I do that, I'm never going to step into that person. I'm never going to step in because I'm always waiting for something outside of myself before I can be the best mindset coach. I'll never feel like I get there. And so part of mindset is like stepping into that version now. And it doesn't mean, you know, just throwing all the education to the wayside. It means like continuing to do that and always being open for, for new information, but checking in with yourself of like, does this feel aligned with me? Is this my truth? Because there's always going to be, you know, there are people who don't like me at all. They don't like what I do. They don't like the way that I write. They, you know, they think I'm like, I, I, they, I don't look professional anymore in the way, in the sense that, you know, a financial advisor would look like, yeah, I used to wear a suit and high heels. I don't look do that anymore. Sometimes I live stream in my bikinis, you know, <laughs> like I, I'm just like, whatever I want to, whatever I want to do, this is how I show up. But the truth is when we're showing up fully in that version of us, we're not going to be as popular with everybody and to trust that that's okay because the naturally our like our fans will find us and we don't need to mold ourselves into being the perfect person, the perfect financial advisor, having all the, all the knowledge because then we don't really stand for anything. And that's kind of when we feel lost and instead to come back to like, okay, what feels truthful for you? You know, even as a financial advisor, how do you manage your money? And like what works for you and do like and go inside and analyze yourself. And then if you can come to the world from that place, wow, you know, people are really going to, they're going to, your people are going to love it. Some people won't, you know, like you think of barefoot, like he's so, he comes authentically and he's vulnerable and he says it as it is. And he does everything, everything he says, he does himself. And that's the same as me, you know, like, no, I didn't have any formal coaching training, but I had coaches myself. Last year, I spent over $15,000 on having coaches, private coaches, because I was like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to charge for this, I need to be, I need to be having coaches myself. If you're a financial advisor, do you have a financial advisor? And it's like, well, you're telling other people they should have one. Do you have one? Because you're telling other people that it's difficult to make a financial decision from an unemotional place, you know, to have a soundboard. And it's like, well, what are you doing? You know, like just to put a mirror up, like how authentic are you being in your message? And if you can just like get in line with that, then there's, you don't, you don't need to take the perfect course. You don't need to have like the coach that's going to give you all the answers. You don't, you don't need to wait five, 10 years to have the experience. Because you're doing it all now. You're like going in and like, and being, you're, you're being like truly authentic. And I, for me anyway, this is what's worked really well. And it's so, 
refreshing, you know, yeah. the freedom to just be you and, you know, a permission to like to mess up and to actually share that you've messed up, you know, tell your clients, oh, you know, this is the way that I manage my cash flow. But to be honest, I'm not so great. You know, I've hit, I tried to hide the credit card. That didn't work. <laughs> I kept using it. So I cut it up. You know, like to be, to show that we're not perfect. This is like a bridge for other people to connect with us. Yeah. Um, I, it goes without saying that with how connected the world is, we don't have to be liked by everyone. Uh, and so you said before, I'm sure, you know, uh, there's people that don't like what you do, but you've attracted the people that do like what you do. And that's, that is definitely in the, in the modern day, um, hugely important, right? So, and advisors should be, um, advisors because of the professional nature of them typically don't like being disliked. And I completely understand that. Um, you know, like there's sometimes that, you know, we do things with X, Y and people don't like it. And, um, and I, for whatever reason, I, I've, I've never gotten comfortable with that part of it yet with, with, with the being unliked. Um, I think it's probably just a natural part of the job if, you, if you're working in this level of media. Um, but it's, it's one of those things that we do realistically have to be okay with doing because ultimately you only want to work with people that you want to work with anyway. And yeah, when you, when you put forward ideas, opinions, and you end up attracting uh, people that are attracted to those ideas and opinions. The, the strange thing about financial planning is that the, the only sort of, I guess, appropriate opinion that you could a- attract with was, hi, my name's this person and I'm very good at my job and I'm very professional uh, and you, your money's safe with me. Like that was kind of the, the message. And everyone sort of shared that same message. But the cool thing that I've seen in regards to financial advice is the, the, we've seen many different styles of financial planning, especially with XY, I've sort of seen a lot of this. So now you've got like really casual businesses. You've got those sort of super high net wealth, really professional ones as well. And realistically everywhere in between. Um, one of, one of the co-founders at XY is Ben Nash, and he has built a pretty substantial business, um, dealing with, I guess you'd say sort of a similar demographic to yourself. And, and when I was working in financial advice as well. Um, and so there's a, there's a huge thirst for, um, there's a huge thirst for, I would say a framework, not so much that it's, it's, you're the person that has all the answers for everyone, but that you at least give people a chance to um, take some steps to get themselves to a position where they can handle more because they understand, um, you know, when I was at university, the, and this is going back some time, but it was the idea that it wasn't access to information that was important, but the management of information that would become important. And I never really understood what that meant when I was at uni, but the, the more time I've spent in the workforce, it's, it's the complete overload of data and information that's impossible to keep up. It's impossible to fact check, but then just having, finding that source, whether mm-hmm. it's, whether it's an online uh, course or whether it's an individual, 
finding a source that you resonate with and that you achieve, like they, they speak to the, the problems and solutions that you need and, and the problems you have and the solutions that you need. It can be, yeah, like I said, anywhere be- between super casual it, and then entering into what you're doing, which is like that whole just, if you're not restricted by a license at all, what happens then, right? So it could be all the way that way. And then there's sort of differing variables of uh, professionalism, I guess you could say. And I've got nothing against professionalism at all. I don't know why I, I was never hugely comfortable in a, in a suit. And so pretty much from the time I hit my 30s and had my own financial planning business, I stopped. I, oh, it took me a couple of years, but certainly by the time I was 32, I'd basically stopped wearing suits altogether. And, and I don't even have one anymore, which is ridiculous. But at the same time, the, the, the style of business that, that you know, XY does now, we, um, we deal with check sizes much bigger than I ever dealt with as a financial planner. Um, however, I don't look anywhere near as uh, responsible. So there's not a direct line. I'm sure there, again, there's that segment of society that wants that. And if you're, mm-hmm. if you're comfortable in doing that and being that, that's awesome. But, but yeah. my whole thing is how big is the audience that financial planning hasn't spoken to? And that's why I find it super interesting that you write on LinkedIn, you know, stuff that realistically has very little to do with money, right? And then you sort of, and then also, you know, former financial planner and blah, 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 blah. And I go, yeah, you know, if you look at the fees for licensing, which has increased tenfold in the last 10 years. Now, I would never... I would, I, I would never take the stance that advisors should become, you know, find the solution in doing what, you, what you're doing. However, I love exposing advisors to the possibility <laughs> of that solution, but I would, never, I would never come out and say you should do this. Um, however, a lot of the rules and regulations are moving in a way that makes what you're doing and maybe not as, as you know, um, as Freya, as what you you do your business um but you know 10 times the licensee fees in 10 years right so so including tech and including private in uh, sorry uh, pub, um, public indemnity insurance including those two things with licensee fees you're looking at 60 to 70 thousand dollars a year now right so that's it that's a decent amount of money it's not all the money in the world but it's also for you know for, for a single, a single practitioner. So if you start adding in one, two, three, four, five advisors, if you've got the plans to sort of build a large practice and you've got this overwhelmingly large fixed cost that's chasing you, it's just a natural case. Some people are going to choose to opt out and some people are going to choose to have a look at what else is out there. Um, I think there are massive advantages with being a financial planner, but I would also say traditionally when all revenue was earned through a licensee, so a product paid a licensee and a licensee paid an advisor and you needed a license so that you could get the money from the licensee, which got the money from the product, right? That's kind of like, that was a big part of owning that license. But now as, as we've moved so much into fee for service and as commissions have gone down, grandfathering's disappeared you know, the, the ability to earn revenue via insurance commissions is constantly going down. I'm, he, I'm seeing more and more people go, well, rather than 
getting the getting my client to pay this company, which then pays that company, which then pays me, is there a chance that we can save a hell of a lot of money and then you just pay me? That's mm-hmm. which is fee for service. But then as soon as the as soon as it goes more and more into that frame, it's less and less necessity for a license. And I again I definitely would never recommend people throw in their license, but it's just a natural course. And, um, and I think that's one of the things like if the government is making it that hard to be an advisor, they're going to see people leave the industry and they're going to see a huge growth in what it is that you're doing. And so do they want to have more advisors stay within the fold? Well, if so, maybe let's not make their life hell because it's been pretty bad for advisors last couple of years. Absolutely. I mean, my heart goes out to the advisors, um, particularly advisors who are, you know, who, who want to go and do their own thing, who like have a vision, who have this idea, you know, they're solid in who they are and they have these great, you know, this great idea in what they want to do and how they want to serve. And then they go out and they start their own business and they have to pay 60 or $70,000 just as a baseline. I mean, of course, this is when the mindset is so important, right? Because what happens? They freak out and they say, well, who do I need to be to make money? And that's the wrong question. Because as as you start asking, who do I need to be? You move away from yourself. And all of a sudden, you start shaping yourself into somebody else who you think is the kind of person that's going to get clients. And you, then all of a sudden, you're like, you're on, a, you're on this, this fear. And, you know, what are you, what kind of recommendations are you giving to your clients? Are you making things extra complicated because you're afraid they're going to leave if you don't make them complicated because what else are they going to continuously pay for? And you've got this bill coming in that you need to pay. So you need to keep your clients on board. So I worked um, with someone once and he said, he said that he likes to keep his clients confused. I understand. And, you know, we could say, oh, well, that's, I mean, that's, that's a shitty thing to do. You know, that's out of integrity. Yes, it is. But in saying that, there's also a lot riding on it. You know, like you have, you have bills to pay. You're employing people. It can be scary if you decide to look at it that way. Or you can decide to have trust in yourself and to be like, okay, who am I? What do I believe in? And always come back to that every day. How do I manage my own money? How do I show up? And then if you you're not manage your if you're not managing your money in a way that you would like to show the world, then get your shit together, and then share with other people. This is I came from this. You know, I was a financial advisor, and I had credit card debt. I have a car. I have a car loan. I have bills that I haven't paid, and this is what I'm doing about it. And even the mindset stuff, you know, this is why I do what I do because I'm the greatest student. I'm so fascinated by it. I'm, I don't know everything and I don't pretend to, but I know like a great way to, you know, to target who you want to target is like, who were you a year ago or who were you five years ago? And whoever, and because now you've developed, you've moved from who you were a year ago or five years ago, but you can relate to that person. And like, where were you? Where were your finances at? And to share from that place, because there's always somebody 
who was you a year ago or five years ago who's struggling. So you might feel like, I don't have all the answers. I don't have my shit together. Yes, but you probably have your shit together more so than you had a year ago or five years ago. Well, let's hope you do. If you don't, come and see me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so you always have knowledge and you always have wisdom to give from a place of like real authenticity. But you've got to be looking inwards and you've got to be doing the work on yourself and to trust. Then you can make a lot of money. You can make a lot of money and this sixty, seventy thousand dollars doesn't matter so much, you know. And I'm so I'm I have so much respect for financial advisors who are doing this, who are going out there, they have their own practices, they're in integrity, they're managing their money in the same way that they are re- recommending that their clients manage their money. They have the same insurance, um, they have the same insurance cover that they are recommending their clients. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen financial advisors recommending insurances and they don't even have insurance themselves or they'll have like you know marginal but they'll be recommending the the bells and whistles you know get in integrity and it's okay if you're not but get it get like get into it now (laughs) um i wanted to ask you uh and and another reason why i find it interesting what you do is um is yes it's it's hard to like it's it's hard to articulate what it is um, but you're still getting people to purchase your services. So how are you marketing and what are you doing to acquire new clients? Yeah, great question. You know, I came from my very first job in finance. I got given a list. It was like, um, like employer, employer super list. It was 10 years ago. And my job was to call everybody in the list. They had no idea who we were. And I was yeah. like, hi, we're your financial advisors. And they're like, yeah. What? You know, back in those days where you could just buy lists. And, yeah. you know, and so I would call them. And of course, most of the time they would like hang up on me. But sometimes they wouldn't. And it was like actually a great experience for me to do this. Like, I guess it was cold calling. You know, my job was to try and book them in with one of the senior advisors to have a session together. And it built up some resilience, you know, in me just to like go out and just tell people what I do, even though I'm not sure what I'm do what I do. Um, so that gave me a really great footing in like having the confidence to like just share and just make offers. Like how often it, are you making an offer? Even some of my clients who come to me, they're like, oh, I'm not making as much money as I want to. I'm like what offers do you have out? Oh, I don't know. I don't have any. Well, there you go. And even when you share, you know, I share um, con- every day I write content and I share it every day. So one of my, you know, like what is integrity for me is content, writing. I love writing and I, and I make a commitment to myself that I share something every day. I share a piece of content. And so at the bottom I'll have like a PS, you know, I've just, this program is open for enrollment or PS, I've opened my calendar to take, um, take calls this week. And just like this soft, you know, this, this soft marketing in a way, it's like, hey, I'm giving value because I love doing what I'm doing. I'm not doing it for the results. And people can feel that, you know, it's very different when you're going out and you've got all this distance between you, like, like you're just focused on the results. People can feel that. There's, yeah, a lot of distance between the human who, who's there and people can see that and they're probably going to be repelled from it. But if you can show up, From my experience, when I show up as me, um, bikinis and all, and I'm like, 
yeah, this is, I'm doing this program and I've done it myself. This is the stuff that I've worked on. This is the stuff that I've used with my clients as well. This is what's given me, this is what's given me great results. And to share from this place, it's very easy. So if you're selling something, which comes back to what we were saying before, if you're selling something that's in integrity, it's something that you do yourself, then it's very easy because you don't need to have all these like marketing tricks because you're just sharing yourself and people can feel that. You know, often I'll go to a cafe and people will start talking to me and they'll be like, oh my God, I'm so glad I met you. Like you've just changed my perspective on this. Um, like what do you do? And then I'll tell them, they'll be like, oh, that makes sense can I get your details? So often like I'll just be talking to somebody and they just want to work with me because wow. I show up as who I am, you know? That's amazing. Uh, yeah, that's really, I've never heard that one before. So you're, you're just having conversations with randoms and they're like, whatever it is that you're selling, I'm buying. Yes. That's cool. Absolutely. That is, yeah. that, that's cool. And the other thing, if I can um, add one more thing here is, like I said before, to just do things on the fly and hack job them. You know, like my videos, I'm, I just do them. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. The first time I started to go live, I did a live Facebook video. I went live and then I canceled it four times, standing yeah. there, freaking out. And it was, oh my God, it was terrible. It was a train wreck. <laughs> I was so nervous. I didn't know what I was saying. I was like, all I was thinking about was the people who were watching. And I was just like total stage fright. So you know what I did? I committed to myself that I was going to go live every day for 30 days. And wow. so that's what I did. And now to like become relaxed in showing up as who you are. And I would say that everybody, you know, you might go to these, um, these like marketing seminars of like, okay, this is how you do things. These are the 10 steps. Those concepts might work for one person and it might not work for you. And that's because there is like a map inside of you that is the right way to do things and to trust yourself. But it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that it isn't going to be scary. And so it's very difficult to know what is the right way for you to do things without you starting to just do something and show up. So you might feel like, oh, videos are not the way for me to share. Well, they might not be, but, or perhaps it's coming from fear and you're afraid to do it that way. So I would suggest try things out and get comfortable with them and then take a check of which way feels good for me and not to look at what everyone else is doing and to just find the way that works for you. If you love writing, then write. If you like speaking, then speak. If no one watches, if no one reads, it's okay. Don't worry about it. When I first started doing my videos like the first one where I total total train wreck I think I had like 500 people 500 views or something I was like oh my god I'm so embarrassed but also to trust to just leave it also leave what you put up there like move on don't look at it if you write you know your subject heading wrong or like you have a spelling mistake don't look at it just move on move, move forward look at what's next and don't don't let the perfectionism stop you from showing up as you because the world needs you. Like whatever you, even if you don't know that, I know it. <laughs> like everybody has something to give. Um, and it might not be anything that seems very tangible, you know, like me, I can't really even say what I do. 
but I just do it anyway and show up anyway and I just share from my own perspective and it works sometimes it doesn't work there's been programs where I've run where no one signed up I've had times where I've been crying on the floor with my partner like maybe I'll be an air hostess <laughs> no no offense to air hostesses like that was actually I was like maybe I'll just do something like that you know it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy and it might look like everyone else has got it together, but they don't. And don't compare yourself. Just keep going. And if you if you release the need to control the results, then you'll find joy in the process. And when you find joy in the process, then all of a sudden the results don't matter so much. Um, out of the many years that we've been doing this uh, podcast, this is one of the most interesting uh, conversations <laughs> I've ever had. Um, if there, and so thanks again for coming on. Like, uh, and, and you did say, you know, you weren't sure if advisors were going to be interested. And, and uh, I'm glad that you did sort of share your thoughts and your ideas because I think there's, there's a big part in, in financial planning that isn't getting looked at. And that is, you know, that sort of that mindset and that emotional side of money and, and of life. And so any sort of input I can get into the advice community from people who are doing it is always super valuable. So thank you so much for, for coming on for, for the advisors that are out there, or if anyone's listening and they want to reach out uh, to find out more, what, where should they go? Yeah, for sure. Um, you can find me on Facebook um, Freya Savage. They don't teach you this shit at school, the byline. <laughs> um, I'm also on LinkedIn and on Instagram, all as Freya Savage. Awesome. Well, again, thanks for, uh, thanks for sort of joining us after a yoga session in Thailand. And uh, <laughs> it's been awesome to speak to you, Freya. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. Awesome. All right. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Bye.